0: Everyone and welcome to another episode of Fam Friends and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swakoi Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan, everyone calls me Brasky, and today I am joined by the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, and Inextrad Nick Price. What's up, fam?
1: What's, What's up? up?
0: Oh, it's good. Just a, a light day in the world of Magic the Gathering, a light week. Not a whole lot going on. Uh, not a whole lot that's happened the past couple of days. Not a whole lot that's coming up this coming weekend. I think it's, maybe, this might be the most chill and uh, laid-back cast we've ever had, if I'm not mistaken. There hasn't been much news, has there? Uh, Nope.
1: I didn't catch oh. anything.
0: Great, fantastic! We can, All right,
1: we, we can we're done, right? We can just sign out now. I think
0: so. Make sure to follow us at Swagoy Gaming. At, wait, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I have a link to the Magic page. There is a banded. Oh, oh my goodness! Oh my sweet goodness! Wait, okay. wait,
1: wait! No, no, no! You don't have a link to the Magic page. That's not how they give you information these days, Brasky.
0: Oh, that's right. No, I actually opened up a, a pack of antiquities, and there was yeah. a banded <laughs> restriction announcement inside of that old pack of antiquities. That's how we deliver yeah. our news. You're
1: account. talking. <laughs>
0: Yes, we have Messenger, Ravens, and Pigeons. That's how we get our news. And if I'm not going to be opening uh, really, really old packs of Magic the Gathering to get my news on how both my favorite game and my favorite folks are doing, I would just like to hear it straight from them. So that's what I want to know, is how was your week in Magic? Nick, let's start with you.
2: I have played so much competitive Magic this week. I think it's the most I've played of competitive formats since... I think before the the Vintage Cube um, last December, I, I played a bunch of Pioneer, um, a lot of Standard, helping my my friends test for their VML matches, and I've just really been enjoying the different formats. And I'm excited for for the ban announcement that we're gonna not talk about, um, because it kind of opens up a lot of possibilities. And yeah, I just yeah let's 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 save that for when we actually talk about it.
0: Love it. Love it. There's there's just a few things to discuss. Just a few things to talk about. And before we get to all that stuff we want to talk about, I do want to know how Caroline's Week in Magic has been.
1: Oh, uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Moving on. <laughs>
1: um, No, I'm just that I, I really haven't changed from where I was in December. I think um, when we were recording these in December and January, I was very like, man, magic sucks. Uh turns out it still really does suck. Uh at least for me. Can't really do much about that. But I've been playing a lot of battlegrounds again. I like battlegrounds. I I kinda reached like a peak in Battlegrounds. Sort of like like reaching like a part of the mythic ladder. Not being able to go forward. But I don't know, it's still pretty fun. I just I'm just not into the magic the gathering at the moment. But I still like the gathering part. <laughs> just COVID has ruined that too so thanks
0: (laughs) it's one of those things where it's like it's it's that winter funk time i think is also a little bit of it like i think it's just one of those it's not like it's not like oh when it gets cold i get like in in this weird place it's like no i just every time like this comes around i can always see a few people like whether it be the games that they play or some other uh, connection to a hobby it's like you know right now just not totally into it and I get it for the most part I would be into it more if it wasn't so cold where I am right now because it is currently or it was last night negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit not Celsius for all of my Canadian and non-american listeners that are out there all the tens of you it was you- so cold that I haven't been able to really focus or play on
1: anything do you know what that is in Celsius
0: negative 31 in Celsius I'm gonna say is somewhere in the range no. of no, negative
1: negative 30 in fahrenheit
0: but that's what i mean negative 30 in fahrenheit to celsius i would say probably i'm gonna guess 52
1: negative 52 yes nick nick do you have a guess negative 30 celsius what is it in sorry negative 30 fahrenheit what is it in celsius
2: mm-hmm. what's your guess i know that as it wait no, 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 don't give out information and it goes Just, into the negative range
1: just guess, just guess. You're going to give it away. <laughs> maybe -12. Okay, no. You're both you're actually both extremely off, which is hilarious. Really? Okay, so the, yeah. So the way the temperatures without going too scientific, Celsius and Fahrenheit are on different like axes or like different slopes or whatever. So they're going to meet eventually. And they actually meet at -40. So -40 Celsius and or maybe it's negative 41 or it's like in that range they meet and they're the same temperature and that's relevant because that means negative 30 Fahrenheit is getting close to meeting Celsius so actually negative 30 Fahrenheit is negative 34 Celsius so they're they're actually quite you're you're in you've basically joined oh. the world Brasky, where Canadians are like oh okay. I get your temperature now. <laughs>
0: wow. That that lets me know how that goes. So now it's like, how cold is it outside? It's so cold that Canadians could actually be a part of the Imperial system for a while. Yes! That's how cold it is.
1: <laughs> That's why I love the it's I always there's there's three temperatures I know in Fahrenheit. Okay. It's negative forty, because it's negative forty Celsius. Well done. Uh, 28 degrees Celsius is 82 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. And 16 degrees Celsius is 61 degrees Fahrenheit. That's it. I got three temperatures. So if you fit into those three ranges, then I know how warm or cold it is.
0: See, the only ones I know are like the the freeze and boil. I know zero is 32, and I know 100 is 212.
2: Like, See, I didn't wait, even know zero was 32. At, at, <laughs> at not negative 40? They, they Pardon? At regular 40, they don't meet? They're, all, they're just No, because it, it's,
1: it's just are a just Are they completely different
2: at 40? It's a slope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 40 is like yeah, 4.
1: It, it's not like a cup yeah, or but like a circle. negative. It's they, like they're they just meet. slopes. That I, is so for, for those who can't see me, I'm making very good diagrams with my hands. <laughs> so yeah, just think about it. You are in the temperature that Canadians oh, I, understand. I,
2: I found the graph. Yeah.
1: What, was my hands not helpful?
2: The, chart, the, the, <laughs> the, the plot can- Celsius versus Fahrenheit.
0: Follow the yeah. new Twitter account, Caroline's Hand Graphs. Where we'll kind of we'll put we'll put data into really amazing shapes using Caroline's hands. Just stay tuned next week when you get to see our weekly viewer count based on the bar graph that Caroline's going to make with her hands. It's going to be great. It's a gesture-filled, data-filled, wonderful time. I know I've had a decent amount of time playing Magic: The Gathering this past week though. I I've, I've dipped my toes into a bunch of different decks. I've played some is it flash. I played some mono red aggro. I enjoy the decks. I've had the most fun with soul tie control. Uh, mostly because like when I play against somebody, it was like, they expect ultimatum and it's not. And so they make plays expecting a card that will never show up. And so I've actually had a good amount of fun with that. I saw Reed Duke playing it, uh, a number of times. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna give this thing a shot. And it's probably my, been my favorite deck so far of what I've been playing. But also it's the thing is that like, I think it's part of like the COVID stuff, like arena is nice, but I'd much rather be playing paper like it's just it's 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 cool I enjoy Arena for what it is but I can't find myself playing it for long sessions at a time for some reason. I know we've kind of talked about that off and on in the cast for a number of different episodes, but it's been one of those things where it's like, okay, this is fun. I've had a good time. I want to go back to playing some type of paper magic. So I did. And I would always go back and just jump on Spell Table and play with a few friends uh, or play with some random people on a, on any other like EDH Discord or something like that. And my highlight from this past weekend was playing my Gavi Nest Warden cycling deck where I one-shotted an opponent for 41 with zenith flare i had 41 cycling cards in my graveyard out of the 44 in my entire deck uh, yeah that's how it's fun thank you for that that's how good wow, that I. Was loud. <laughs> yeah just slightly loud just a little overtly loud you can see that on the like uh, i modulation. can see it it was quite loud <laughs> good lord well i had fun this negative nancy battlegrounds hand gestured graph making awesome person. That's that was my week in magic. And there's plenty of else of things going on in the world of magic, which is why, you know, there's always going to be just a few events happening in the week that's going to be coming up. And we always like to kind of give everyone the rundown of some of the competitive events that you can participate in here on Friends in Magic. And for that, we're going to go to Caroline Cavanaugh to give us the quick rundown on everything that's going to be happening this weekend in the world of magic.
1: Oh, that's exciting. What's happening? Oh, you mean I had to prep this thing? Okay, cool. Oh,
0: Just a few things.
1: Okay, so the first thing that we should talk about is the Arena Open. It's back, baby. Um, it looks kind of like there's on this, you know, every couple months there's an Arena Open. So uh, that's exciting. This is the one where you can, anyone can play on day one. And then if you get certain number of wins, I'm not even going to guess. Just read the thing. <laughs> but if you get a certain number of wins, you get to play day two. And then on day two, you can play for cash, cold, hard cash. The difference about this one is it is sealed. Uh, basically, um, arena wizards, whoever has listened, y'all wanted limited, and they're giving you limited. So go and read those details. Uh, read up on yourself, because we got other things to talk about. And the other things we have to talk about are the many different melee tournaments that I found uh, this weekend. So on Saturday, there's one option for you. There's the Bash Brothers Standard event. Um, this is their fifth version of that. You are If you're a Patreon to their podcast you can go ahead and participate in their standard tournaments at 9 a.m pacific Uh, details on melee you can go ahead and google bash brothers and you'll get there and then sunday actually gives you quite a a assortment of options Uh, for standard you have the scg ptq is sunday morning at 7 a.m pacific Uh, you do have to qualify for that um, through the little satellite events which we've talked about so go ahead and do that uh, and then at 9 a.m. Pacific, you have a constructed set roulette by the Mythic Society. Uh, pretty exciting. you got a, some legal sets in there, including Magic 2012. I guess that's core set. Mm-hmm. 2020, 2012. Um, Shards of Alara, Shadows over Innistrad, Urza's Destiny, Visions, and Fate Reforged. So uh, no idea if that's good or bad, but those are the sets that you can choose to play with this Sunday. And then on Sunday as well, but off... Well, I guess... May- on melee, but off arena, uh, as was the constructed set roulette one. We have the NRG series uh, Moto Open, the February twenty twenty one version. It's Sunday noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific. Oops, sorry. And uh, that's modern. And I, I wanted to highlight this one specifically because um, of our our main topic today, which is regarding the bands, and modern is one of the most shaken up formats and uh this will be kind of your first chance to play a tournament um in that format so definitely a lot to do uh lots of opportunities to play some magic if you know if you're interested in that kind of stuff
0: all right. I mean, it's a there's a lot of different ways to scratch that competitive itch, Nick. When you look at some of the stuff that's going on there between like SEG Tour, the Arena Open, which is sealed, uh, and even you know as we discuss or will be discussing very soon, you know modern formats and ways in which a lot of stuff is going to get shaken up. What are you going to be? Play, what are you going to be playing on this weekend? And what would be like the inextrad one minute primer of the event that you're doing?
2: Okay, so if I could, I would actually play all three. Um, but if I could only choose one i would play the sealed arena open um sealed is my worst format it's the format that i win the least in and i'm really looking to improve my sealed game and this is the perfect opportunity to do so so i am going to be grinding infinite sealed this week on magic online because the arena the arena sealed deck builder is poo poo um so once i've gotten confident enough that you know that i understand how sealed works because it's pretty different from draft honestly um I'm going to be able to hopefully fire a couple of bullets on Saturday and play the day two on Sunday and hopefully win some money um definitely try to build a, a snow deck if you can it's gonna depend on which snowlands you open and yeah that's my that's my quick teaser on how to how to play Caldheim sealed
0: Love it. There's so much to kind of, it's cool. I like the fact that we're seeing some limited competitive events inside the world of, of magic arena and kind of getting back into that, like officially competitive official events. It's great to see limited back in there. And I love sealed. I mean, I might, Mm -hmm. I might give it a shot this weekend, not expecting any specific results, but I just love the, the, you know, I've talked about this previously. I just love the deck building part of sealed where you just look at all these cards and just try to, to fashion together a deck that's going to be competitive. And I think that's going to be, Something really cool, and I know I'm going to be keeping an eye out, that's going on to this weekend. And yeah, if I you're mean, not, um, oh yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, it's, it's so a lot of people on Twitter have been complaining that Limited hasn't been getting enough attention as a competitive format, and this is the perfect opportunity to vote with your wallets, right? If you want to see competitive Limited, if you want to see more Limited tournaments offered in general, then join this event and let Wizards know that this is the format you want to play moving forward.
0: Darn right. It's one of those things where it's like, I like seeing, you know, some of the random limited events come up as they, as they come and go. Like when sealed leaves after a new set uh, gets released, it's like, I always want to see, I always want to see more sealed show up or they, they maybe change the formats more quickly as opposed to just like, yeah, call time will be here for a little bit, but let's Mm -hmm. do a sealed of, of, you know, even like some of the remastered sets that are amalgamation of things. Like let's do a Kaladesh remastered sealed and put that together. That would be something Mm -hmm. I would be super psyched to do. And it's be something different, but hopefully uh, we see this be uh, you know a good success and we can see more limited events in the future. And if we aren't playing limited events, we're going to be playing different Constructed events. And the fun thing about Constructed is that it's gotten a major shakeup this past week because uh, we had a ban and restricted announcement that happened on February 15th. We're recording this on the 16th and will probably be coming out on the 18th. So there's a whole lot to dig into because... There was a lot of folks, everyone knew that Uro was going to get banned from something because of a secret layer that came out. Hence the joke earlier that they released a secret layer that's going to have this alternate art Uro. And it basically had this big caveat red letter text that said, by the way, we're going to be banning Uro in a lot of different things very, very soon. So that announcement came and we got to see, okay, cool. Uro's banned in a lot of stuff. And then, oh, wait a minute! It's not just Euro. It's 12 other bans and restrictions that go along all the different Euro pieces. And so that's what we wanted to talk about today. Is kind of give our our input on all the different uh, ban and restrictions that have happened in so many different formats, including a rules change. And so that's what we want to touch on. We'll kind of go format by format and kind of dig into what those bans were whether or not we feel that they were warranted and kind of how we're feeling about uh, what the impact on that specific format will be. And so we will start with historic. And historic, guess what? Uro Titan of Nature's Wrath, is banned. It's finally gone and out of Historic. And then the lesser news that happened out of there is that Omnath Locus of Creation, that four-color Omnath from Zendikar Rising, is now officially banned. It was suspended. You weren't able to play it into the format, but now they've just said, yeah, no, we're not bringing that thing back. It's It's gone. It's out of here. It is officially banned. And so, obviously, Historic is the, the other big uh, format in MTG Arena. It might be the thing that people... Uh, or at least folks that have just been starting to get into magic in the mtG arena side of things know the most as compared to some of those older more uh, more legacy focused fe- uh, formats. So I'd like to know I mean, Nick, start with you looking at the 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 Earl band, the Omnath band, your feelings on historic. what's your input on these two bands, uh, or specifically the Earl Band, and how you think it might affect kind of the historic metagame
2: so um I am the f- I'll be one of the first people to say that I'm sad that. Uro- uro has left historic um i think most of the prize money that i've won playing competitive magic has been thanks to uro in different formats so i i am sad to see uro go but at the same time i completely understand that he had to be banned and in fact i'm happy that he was banned even though i'm sad that i won't get to play him in many formats uh maybe i I can always pick up legacy but he he, like the problem with uro is that he just warped much of the format around him, you either had to play an Uro deck or you had to play a deck that had a very specific game plan for dealing with Uro. I mean, that's part of the reason why the the Sacrifice decks were so good is because they had Claim the Firstborn to deal with game one Uros, they had other cards in the sideboard to deal with Uro. So, you know, I'm not a huge fan of an entire format revolving around a single card. Yeah, I, I get you on that.
1: Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna hate new historic then.
2: <laughs> Why is that?
1: Uh, because it's gonna revolve around cat. <laughs> the, really? The, yes, I I think.
0: Wait, which which card are you? St- wait, cat.
1: The cat oven combo.
0: Oh, the cat oven combo in historic.
1: Like yeah. that deck yeah. was cat already oven. playable yeah, when Ur yeah, but the cat, cat beats Muxus.
0: Ooh, possibly. Possibly. There's a lot to... D- I mean, I'm trying to think of the historic metagame from from my perspective. It was dominating by Uro, so with Uro gone, you think Cat Oven jumps in. But there's well, always room the for... Well, the only gob-
1: deck that could actually beat Uro. <laughs> so it was already good.
0: But does that mean that there might be room for like more controly decks to jump in? Because those decks just couldn't exist with all of this infinite value Uro-ness that was happening?
1: But what what value are they using themselves? That is better than the cat engine.
0: Approach of the second sun. I don't know. I just wanted. I just want that to happen uh, so much. I mean, I if
2: know. if we're talking about how, <laughs> if we're talking about how control decks can start to recover uh, from the banning of Oro, I, I, what's good about the banning for control decks is that you don't have to play the same control deck every time um you know you don't always have to play Soul eye control you can play blue white you can play blue wha- black i don't know if they're good yet but at least it gives you the option to not play the same set of cards i don't know how those decks specifically match up against cat i'm pretty sure blue white might have an easier time because of cards like rest in peace but i don't know i i, I think that cat will dominate the format but I, I hope it doesn't dominate it to the extent that we're gonna be complaining and whining and hoping for another ban soon like soon enough
0: it's interesting to me that Cat is actually like—I mean—Cauldron Familiar got banned out of Standard because it was unfun. Like the mechanic was unfun to really maneuver in Arena for a lot of for a lot right. of things. But it's still in Historic. So what 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 happened? Or do we like—is this one of those things where they just go, "Oops, yeah, nope, forgot about that," and we might see Cauldron Familiar banned um, sooner rather than later?
1: I do think that that might be the case. I legitimately think that that might be the case.
0: I like that. I think that's a. I think that's a possibility that's in the range there. I mean, Nick, if you had it your way, would you get rid of the familiar, the Cauldron familiar, out of historic? Uh,
2: I. It, yes, I think I think I would like Cauldron familiar to be banned. But if that's the case, I definitely would like Moxus to be banned. I just, I just want all of these, like oppressive twenty nine twenty twenty cards to be unprinted. Like just just get rid of them. Let's just play with the fun cards uh, from this year and before cards like Uru and Throne of Eldraine were printed.
0: Gotcha. So what you're saying is you just want everything to revolve around Selesnya Collected Company decks. That's what we're going to be doing.
2: The Fairy Hero of Dominaria. There we go.
0: Get me back to that day and age. You know what? While we're at it, let's bring Karn's back Wilderness Reclamation. Yeah, and Karn. Mm-hmm.
2: Do
1: not leave uh, this call. Uh, yeah,
2: then it's going to be Karn. <laughs> <laughs> then it's going to be... <sighs>
1: Wilderness
2: Reclamation,
0: I'm leaving. Okay, I will not say Wilderness Reclamation. I will, however, say the words that I want to bring back into historic nexus of fate. Give me that. Bring it back to me. That's what I need in this format. I know that's super the healthiest thing that we could ever see, though. Well, that's the historic kind of idea of of what we look, of what we see from there. Probably a lot of cats. But once the cats go out the door, uh, we will maybe see... Some other decks uh, show up from there in that spot.
2: Ooh, can, can we play mono green
0: stompy?
1: I was Ooh. just singing the cat came back the very next day. <laughs> Thought he was gone.
0: <laughs> That's what they should play when they announce that banner restriction announcement. Don't have anything else. Just when you click on the button, it just plays a song and just shows the, the card being phased out of the game slowly but surely. Oh, man. Well, mono green stompy, I would be slightly down for that. There was, I mean, I did not like playing against green decks back in the day when like Rivals of Ixalan and all those cards were still around, but that certainly would be a fun thing to see because there'd be a lot of good kind of play back and forth between decks that could beat Stompy and that couldn't. But now I also want to know about decks that could go up in the world of Pioneer because there are plenty of bans that happened in the world of Pioneer. Caroline, do you have the ban and restricted announcement in front of you? I do. Could you give us the rundown of what the bans were in Pioneer?
1: And you picked the one where I don't know if I can pronounce it. So, okay, Pioneer, uh, I think technically had one of the bigger shakeups in this announcement. Spoilers, by the way, this announcement has like five different formats that's been affected, plus a rules change. So we're only into part two. Um, but is it is it Balustrade Spy? Is that how you say it?
0: Balustrade Spy is what I'm, yeah. I'm going to go with.
2: Balustrade Spy, yes.
1: Yeah, so that, that one's one. You know what been... a Balustrade
2: is, right? No.
1: What is
0: that? What is it?
2: It's like, it's like the banister of a balcony. Oh. Is that actually
1: true? Because that's yeah. what the art is. Like, it's just a picture of a vampire in front of a balcony. No, that's
2: what it is. It, yeah.
1: Oh, that is. Yeah, it's the railing okay. of a
2: balcony. So, yeah. Well, anyway,
1: that that card is banned. To Time Raveler is banned. Undercity Informer is banned. Euro um, titan of get the frig out is banned. And wilderness reclamation. Guess what, Brasky? I'm banned. sad. Yeah, banned.
0: I'm, I'm quite I'm quite sad. Get
2: out of here.
1: So you know,
0: when you so say like banned the- that fast that quickly, it just sounds like you're yelling bant all the time. I'm like, no, it's not gonna be in a bant deck. It's banned. Bant? No, it's bant. Um, no, never mind.
1: <laughs> so here, like here's where we start to really see like the impact of this banning announcement. Like we started off we started you off easy with historic, right? But pioneer they clearly wanted to ban certain decks so the balustrade spy and the under city informer are uh from oops all spells uh teferi is just from time mm-hmm. like they're they're on un, they're unprinting teferi sort of like that's that is the feeling i'm yep. getting or, oh they're literally unprinting sort of, like in most formats um and then wilder Wilderness arc Re- reclamation was it in a deck in pioneer i guess it was just like the deck
2: it was in two decks yeah there was team reclamation and there was still Reclamation. they were both like two of the best decks in the format yeah.
1: so they're they're really targeting like to me this one reads more as like a two-part fix like one they fixed the oops all spells deck because they didn't think it was really pioneer worthy that kind of combo deck and then two they're like cleaning up the the standard bannings and the historic bannings that have happened already like to ferry uro and wilderness Wreck were all banned in standard and historic at some point I mean, if I'm wrong in one of those cards, like, come fight me, whatever. But in general, like, the idea was that they're not, they didn't want them in the Historic and Standard, and now they're kind of pushing that into Pioneer and saying, actually, we don't want them here either. That's why I joke that they're unprinting them. Like, they're they're really trying to push them into the older formats. Um, one of the things that, this has happened in the past, like, Treasure Cruise and Dig, for time, Dig, Dig Through Time, this happened, like, they banned it from a lot of, the like newer formats and older for like they kind of unprinted it the only issue here is that they're doing it kind of more often than they have in the past like they've had to do it for a lot more cards and uh it's quite consistent um so yeah i i don't know nick what do you what's your thoughts on pioneer now i know you said you've been playing it a lot i saw your deck list though no judgment
2: yeah yeah Whoa, it's it's a gruel deck with Emberkeep. Like you should like that. Yeah. So I, I've been playing Pioneer like <laughs> since its inception, I've, and I've been a huge fan of it. I think it's still my favorite format. It was my favorite format when I could play Inverter, but Wizards decided that Inverter wasn't fair or fun. So you know I, I've been playing Pioneer without that card, even though I miss it. And I think Pioneer is in such a weird spot. And I think b- these bans actually help it be a less awkward format. So what I mean by that is there's been this weird tension between Historic and Pioneer, and a lot of people are saying that um, you can't have both. You eventually have to retire one format or fold Pioneer into Historic or vice versa. And I think it actually is a good idea for, for Magic players to be able to go on Magic Online or Arena and play the same format. And what this ban did secretly, I think, like the hidden goal maybe of this ban is to make Pioneer much closer to historic so in pioneer you could play wilderness rack you could play oops all spells you could play the fairy and those are all banned or not printed in historic so now that now that these cards are gone from pioneer we can get closer to playing the same deck in both formats um for example if you look at the Rakdos pyromancer or the Rakdos arcanist decks which i think is now one of the best decks in pioneer it's basically card for card the same list that you'd play in historic but instead of by Tower, you have Urborg. And that's better or worse in some spots. So I don't know how they're going to resolve that, but I do think that these bands are interesting from a housekeeping perspective.
1: That's interesting because honestly, I don't, that doesn't sell me on it. That makes me more sad. Like, I don't want them to be the same format. I, either I want them to be the same format and they just announce tomorrow saying, okay, that's it, they're not different formats anymore surprise we added a bunch of cards to arena when you weren't looking or keep them separate i liked (laughs) that you could play oops all spells in pioneer i liked that well it's still the case but i like that nycthos is a huge you know driver of the pioneer format whereas it doesn't exist in historic i like that so it's interesting to me that the banning of cards that kind of make it match historic more uh like the teferis the rex etc it, that's that's making it sadder for me, not happier. So I'm I'm curious to see you know where we both develop in this format since we're starting at two different spots.
0: It might be the fact that it, it, it perhaps it's kind of a, a blending of the two perspectives there on that one because I think we've seen in terms of their roadmap and they've kind of mentioned in passing it several times as well is that they're kind of taking steps to put Pioneer into Arena is to to release more sets and kind of get more Pioneer uh, legal stuff into the historic format. So. It, perhaps it's kind of a mixture between the two, that that blending of the two is kind of happening. It's just kind of happening in a really kind of a bit of a janky way, but we might get to a point where we'll have the the same, or at least the bulk of cards in Arena that you would see in Pioneer. And then we might get to a point where they just say, all right, we're just, we're calling these two formats one format and just calling it good from there. I mean, who knows?
2: I mean, overall, I do agree. I, I actually agree with you, Caroline, that I think that I I, I wish... I could play Oops all spells and Inverter and Heliod Heliod uh, combo in Pioneer. But you know, I'm not necessarily criticizing the Inverter ban, but when you make that ban, you have to like either roll back on it or just go farther into it from my perspective. So, okay, we were in this weird uncanny valley where we look at a Pioneer deck and we're like, isn't this the historic deck also but then you weren't sure because there were like two or three cards different. So it was beginning beginning to get so hard to tell from a deck list whether it was a historic deck or a pioneer deck. So I think that it's better to either make them completely different formats or to just roll them into one because having a weird in-between state is just not great for like tracking and memory for players. But I mean I, I do I disagree. I want to be able to play Pioneer, you know, the with Inverter, but I just I'm just trying to figure out why they would do th- something like this.
1: Well, I think the other thing, like, we're very forward-focused, so we're, like, in our minds, it's, like, standard, and then historic, and then pioneer, and we're like, wow, pioneers becoming too much like historic, et cetera, et cetera, but we also forget there's a wall on the other side of the of the pioneer building, right? Like, they can't go backwards either, so decks mm-hmm. like Oops All Spells and Inverter, I think, is a great example of that. Those, they want those decks in modern. They, in fact, this banning announcement, and again, a little spoilers to the next segment, but... This actually very clearly says this is where we want oops all spells because they banned cards from it in pioneer but not cards from it in modern. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> I'll get to that. The so the idea is that they're clearly saying combo really should only exist in modern and beyond. And I and I think that's a line that I can get behind but before I could get behind it when there was standard and modern. And then we know like modern is getting too big. That's fine. And then they introduced Pioneer, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. I, I'm down with like a a baby standard or like a, a teenager standard, I guess is better. <laughs> a teenager standard. That's it's just fine, real angsty but, and real edgy. <laughs> but then they added the preteens, like they added historic. And I hate to tell you, there's not yeah. a big difference between preteens and teenagers. And I think we're seeing that. And they need to figure it out. Like th- this banning announcement is one of the reasons I think they need to figure it out because they they either have too many formats, mm-hmm. which people have been saying. Or they need to actually just write an article that's like, this is what we think modern is. This is what we think pioneer is. And just stop making us guess. Like, just come out and say it. It's very clear they had a decision. Like, there's a reason the spy is banned in pioneer not modern. Like, they want that desk to, deck to exist in a certain format. Why not just tell us? Like, why not just be more clear about turn? Like, everyone quotes this, like, turn three format or turn whatever the number they said. It was, like, years ago they wrote an article that was, like, modern is going to be a turn... For format i think or maybe turn three i don't even remember what the number is and they just never reference something it again like that, and now yeah. everybody brings it up but it's like four or five years old so maybe they've changed their mind and they want to say something or well we know they haven't changed their mind actually because of some bannings but i i i feel like all of my podcast rants always end with if we just had more information we would be able to understand and react better and i think that's the thing that's lacking in in all of our worlds and lives but also in specifically magic is just give more information to people. Should we talk about more information in another format?
0: I think so, but the the one thing I will slip on this one just cuz I think we were we we're kind of on a roll on this one is is there room for an unbanning somewhere in either of these two formats that you're like, "Okay, that wouldn't break things." Like is there room in historic for Agent of Treachery to come back? Is there yeah. room in is there room in Pioneer for Underworld Breach to come back?
1: You didn't say I thought you were going to say um, the <laughs> stupid time lock card.
0: The nexus yeah. of fate.
1: Yeah, I thought I was going to, I was ready to get that. No, 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 no. I'm looking at the ban list, the and hole. I was
0: looking at the ban list for both. I'm like, okay, let's look at a couple of these things. Well, things like Agent we're, we're of Treachery. We're still
1: banned, right? In Historic?
2: Yes. Uh, yeah, but it's then, not then banned yeah, in Yeah, Agent Pioneer. can just
1: come back. Agent's like, agent's like, what did I do? I was just standing there. I don't understand. Like, Agent you were an accessory
2: to, to broken stuff. No, yeah, but then like, you can just play Jeskai Luka, and then that would be broken.
1: But it wouldn't be broken. We've seen the Jeskai Luka decks; they're really not that broken. Yeah,
2: we, we've seen them in Pioneer, and they're like just okay.
1: Yeah, See? but don't don't they have Agent of Treachery? That's what I'm saying. I'm They they, they
2: do, but like yeah, they they're just okay in Pioneer. Are the you Jeskai trolling decks. me?
1: Because I really don't no. think that they would be broken.
2: Uh, well, they do broken things, but they're not like they're not. That right. deck is not even Tier One in Pioneer.
1: That's what I'm trying. That's legitimately what I'm saying. I. Anyway, the point is. I think that they need to be more clear on their direction because they're giving it to us in clues and just just tell us. We're listening to yeah, wizards.
2: Just, my, you can tell last... us, by the way.
1: If you just want to tell yeah. just our podcast, we won't tell many people because we don't have we'll, that many listeners. Yeah, we'll so. tell our
2: tons of listeners and that's it. And they <laughs> won't tell anyone else. Yeah. So so my, my, my last point would be I think that the pioneer bannings are like the most polarizing. It's kind of weird, but like Pioneer is not a hugely popular format, I don't think. But there are some people who feel very strongly about how Pioneer should play out. Um, I know one person who was basically recognized on Magic Online as the Niv Delight Master. And he's very upset that the bans kind of indirectly hit his deck and make Niv Delight almost unplayable. Because Teferi and Uru were like the best cards in that deck. So uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm I'm, I'm going to play a bunch of more Pioneer. I'm going to play Ember Cleave, I'm going to play Rakdos. Um... Is I Omnath just legal in
1: Pioneer? This is a legit Omnath question. is
2: legal in Pioneer, yes.
1: Okay.
2: See, it's like it, there's still a bunch of I, weird I, differences, like this like is so you can play. so confusing to me. You, I, I don't know. You you can play Agent of Treachery in Pioneer. You can't play it in Historic. What's a Historic deck that doesn't exist in Pioneer? Goblins. That's a that's a great. Go, question. Yes, goblins, goblins. Exactly. There we oh, go. And, yeah, answer. yeah. The Auras deck is like, uh, I don't know.
1: Uh, that one's different. I think it's goblins because of Muxes. So.
2: Yeah, definitely goblins.
1: No. Anyway, is there mono is there mono
2: about? mono blue tempo? <laughs> yes.
1: Oh actually that there? one exists in pioneer and not a historic because of Nickthos, yep. But anyway.
2: Yep. Oh. Let's, let's, let's talk a about friends. a format people actually care about
1: <laughs> Oh Which, no, vintage is last.
0: There we, yes, thank you. And then we'll get to the commander band. Wait, there's no commander bands. Okay, well, we'll just move on to this new format modern 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 <laughs> modern 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 okay yeah sure this uh new unheard of format modern uh or modern as i hear the kids call it these days has a number of bands in it as well including field of the dead mystic sanctuary Simeon's spirit guide tybalt's trickery and guess what uro titan of nature's wrath so among these i mean uro sure Tibble's Trickery. We'll get to that one. No doubt. Simeon Spirit Guide. Uh, okay. And then two lands, uh, lands that like field of the dead. Cool. It's just one of those, like, yeah, you should never have printed that one. Mystic Sanctuary is now banned out as well because it's like, I, I guess Mystic Sanctuary in the right decks was essentially just kind of, you know, pull whatever you want for no mana because you have a Mystic Sanctuary in your deck. Like we look at kind of the impact of these things on modern Nick, Give us the rundown of some of the bands that you see in the in the modern format, like how they might shake things up, or whether or not they were warranted in the first
2: place.
1: Especially how many knowing that did you do Nick?
2: Yeah, that's how many how many, how many tears were shed? Yeah, yeah. Uh, n- none at all. Um, again, like Uru and I, we've had a great time together. Um, oh, I was we've thinking had Mystic
1: like Sanctuary. <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, I, I, they're hard. They're diehard Mystic Sanctuary fans, but for me, it was a means to an end. It was a means to get, to, to play more with uru and omnath combined with time warp um I, I i'm not like attached to the card mystic sanctuary as much as i am with uru i'm like the wolverine meme where i'm like in bed and i have a picture frame and i'm like, looking at it and it's like uru like that, that's that's me now but like i'm not sad
1: <laughs> i really hope someone makes that for us
0: <laughs> that's what we need yeah we need that one of just like a photoshop your face under wolverine's body just because you're just like goodbye old friend like we'll see but, you later. yeah this
2: but, but, but like this ban annihilated so many decks in in modern. Um, so obviously we can't play four color Omnath anymore because three of the best cards in the deck are banned. And the 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 actual like kicker in modern is that Simeon Spirit Guide um got rid of some very interesting decks, or at least made them almost unplayable. And like it was kind of unexpected, but now now Neoform sucks. Um, uh, ad nauseums is much worse R- the all in red decks the prison decks like all in red and some other color prison decks you can't play them anymore because spirit guide was a big part of that plan um, I don't know like that was a kind of a left field ban that actually was maybe unexpected but I don't know Loops I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm not a big modern expert mm. yeah
1: because mm. spells had it Oh no, maybe it didn't have it. I can't remember um, honestly. No, it did. It there, did.
2: modern oops all spells had Simeon Spirit Guide. So it did Belcher, which was a variant of oops all spells. So yeah, it, it affected so many decks. Yeah,
0: there's so, a lot of things to to unpack from that. Go ahead, Caroline.
1: Yeah, so I was gonna unpack them a little bit. So like, Uro being banned to me, Uro wasn't. Uro was annoying in modern, but there are ways to get rid of it. And to me, it was more just this is part of the un the unwriting So mm-hmm. Like. Yeah end of um end game where like the characters disappear into the dust like that's what's happening to Earl right now he doesn't feel so good you know <laughs> things are not going well for him. but that's i don't really think it's a modern specific choice i think that that was just like a we need to unwrite this card that's fine and then the Simeon spirit guide ban is a direct impact in saying like we don't want the modern format to be a turn two format that, that's what that banning is saying. So that's why they got rid of all the, the Neoform decks. It also got rid of um, the Tibalt Trickery deck, though that's a different <laughs> horse of a different color, sort of. Um, and it's banning. Now, I do think that Nauseam ban is an accidental thing. Like, I think they made a list of, like, what decks play Simeon's means Guide that we don't want. And then <laughs> Nauseam was just in the corner being like, well, I also... Be quiet, at Nauseam. <laughs> like, I, I do think it was an accidental. And there are people that are sad, like, you know, I, if suddenly they banned Karn, um, the Great Crater, or I guess the other one, like the big Karn, I would be sad. Like, Tron probably wouldn't exist anymore, and it would be like a, a sad day. But I don't think it was it was oh, targeting. They're not targeting enough. The one, Tron
2: played Simeon Spirit Guide, You know, Simeon,
1: yeah. Simeon Spirit Guide feels like... <laughs> Simeon Spirit... Oh, it did, actually. Uh, to me, Simeon Spirit Guide felt very similar to the uh, Faithless Looting ban. It was less specific decks, like a lot more decks played Simeon Spirit Guide in, in kind of a way you didn't think about. Um, but it, to me, what it was, it was taking their direction like, we don't want these fast, free spells, is kind of how I see it. So um, that's kind mm-hmm. of in that direction. And then the Mystic Sanctuary is feeling a little bit of uh, in the category of like, this card sucks um Uh (laughs) mystic sanctuary really is not a pleasant card and it was not meant i don't believe it was ever meant to be this big constructed staple it was it's very similar to the reflector mage problem which it was made cool for draft like it's part of a cycle all the cycle does similar things um it's an island because it's part of this cool cycle like i it was i have to imagine it was never meant for this like big constructed Boring cryptic session that was happening with it. Yeah, they basically um, looked at it, it was like, oh, this is basically Mystical boring? Tutor.
0: Mystical
2: Tutor out of your graveyard. I
1: didn't misspeak. I sometimes do, Nick, but I did not misspeak. Mystic Sanctuary was not fun to play with mis- or against.
2: You mis- like, mispronounced wonderful, engaging. No, I
1: definitely didn't. And, and fun. Reflector Mage, for those that didn't know, that actually, what happened with Reflector Mage was it got like an added p- uh, toughness, I think, last second because it was better in draft like the the card file that they released later says something like oh this made this a better pick in draft and it became like this huge card and standard and constructed and they ended up banning it uh which actually if you think about it's hilarious considering the cards we're banning nowadays but and, and it had the same feel like they didn't really plan for it to be a constructed impact. And now that they're realizing what impact it was, and it's not in the other formats because of Fetchlands, Like that's why pioneer and historic don't really have this issue. But now that they figured it out, they're like, okay, well, it's time to unwrite this card as well. So that's sort of what they're doing here. And I, I can fully support it. Like it's really unfun to play grants I have to admit mm-hmm. field of the dead is not that unfun to me. Like, I don't really know why it doesn't bother me as much as all, all these other like annoying cards on this list. So I was kind of sad to see it go. I actually like Field of the Dead.
0: Oh, oh, I, get rid of and it. Get out of here. I think,
1: here. You, I think <laughs> in modern you work relatively hard. Like I know that you can get it with Titan. I, I understand that, but they work pretty hard to make their deck do that. Um. So I I was quite surprised at the Field of the Dead, but maybe it's something to do with like future planning. Like they noticed that the Titan decks took over with you know leaving them intact so so that's something to think about too is some of these bans are sort of reactionary to each other like if you remove one one powerful card from one deck you have to make sure the other decks don't get overrun but uh, the one I wanted to talk about with everyone was Tibalt's Trickery mostly because I went on record last week saying that I don't think the card should be banned and the deck isn't very good (laughs) so (laughs) I I was kindly reminded that I said that (laughs) (laughs) and I actually still don't change my mind I I do not think the card needed to be banned Um, I think it's very similar to Neoform in the sense that I think it's annoying to play against and you play against it once like every five leagues and the person maybe goes off and most of the time they fizzle and that's it they had fun (laughs) and you didn't Like I I wasn't that bothered by it But Nick do you have feelings on this?
2: Um, Well I don't think that that play pattern is like particularly fun where you, it's like the same as, as playing against the balls trickery in best of one standard where they just mull the three and they win or they mull the three and they lose and there's not yeah, much in think. between it's like i i, I think if,
1: they, th- if they want to do that though, what's wrong with that just let them do that
2: well the thing is that it, you we can let people do that but the problem is like they They'll play against a bunch of opponents who will feel crappy that that's happening to them either way. it's not it's not very satisfying. Like if you want to do that on your own, that that's fine. You can goldfish. But I think that you have to consider the fun that your opponent is having and how 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 much how unfun it is to just sit across an opponent who who mulls the three and then concedes or goes off on turn one. It's like the neo band, brand problem. i I don't feel super strongly about it, but i I like the the Carters band for that reason.
0: I like the the other thing that this kind of brings us to as well is because there was a specific deck that was utilizing uh, trickery, if I'm not mistaken, that also kind of was able to get out, uh, you know, the Valky, Tybalt, Planeswalker, in some cases as early as turn number one, uh, if you like really high rolled it and got lucky with that one. So not only is like trickery banned, and we can kind of jump to this now before we get to the rest of the bands, is that they made a, a rules change to Cascade. Uh, to kind of address this issue as well. Essentially, you would cascade into Valky. And Valky was, I believe, what, two mana? And yeah. then you the rule said that you could just, you cast that card, but you could cast either side. And so you were casting essentially a six, seven mana Planeswalker for free as early as absolutely possible. And so now they've come and said, all right, well, we're adjusting the rules of cascade. And of course, uh, the one thing that everyone really wants to know is what number is the rule? Well, now it is 702- or four. A. That is what I know everyone was waiting to know what that rule number was going to be. And that's what it is. But what they're saying now is that cascade means, you know, when you cast a spell, you exile cards from the top of your library. So you exile a non land card. That is a converted mana cost less than the spell that had cascade. And now it is, you can cast either side, but whichever side you cast has to fit that condition. It has to be less than the thing that you cast. So if you had, for instance, an 8-mana cascade, then yes, you could cast either side of of Valkyrie or Tybalt if you wanted to. But if you cast a 3-mana cascade, then you can't cast... You could cast Valkyrie, but you can't cast the Tybalt side. That's kind of the new rules change that is made there. And to be honest, like, rules changes can always be like, oh, are we going to confuse people, that kind of stuff? But when you make rules changes, oftentimes it is to make things more intuitive, like it makes sense that this is a thing that it is now. And so, you know, seeing that cascade change, yes, it makes sense in this context. Do y'all agree with that rule change? Is there something else you're like, well, they didn't think about this thing. Like what else is going on at there?
1: Um, I talked about this a little bit last week. I don't really like the approach to fixing the cascade. I think cascade is a pretty old rule and I don't really like the idea of touching old rules like that without like a really big... Like information campaign. So I would have, and of course I have no idea how this would have happened, but my preference would have been to fix the actual wording of some sort of like the newer rules, like the double face cards, um, because there are actually other cards that still let you do this. So bring to light, um, for example, still lets you put in the table side of on Valky um, because they only targeted the cascade rule. And so my initial reaction was like, oh, this feels like like, they couldn't really come up with anything else, so they just decided to go after Cascade. The more I think about it, like, maybe it is okay that Bring to like, lets you get a 7-mana Planeswalker. Like, it's not... You're not jumping the um, the mana curve that much, so it's not as bad. I, I, I just mostly am not big on changing rules for older players, I think. That's kind of where I was with Cascade. Maybe in the inf- inf- internet world of like no one plays paper magic at the moment anyway maybe it's okay and by the time we go back to paper magic i won't have to tell my person at the grand prix that they can't do that Mm -hmm. but like if grand prix were happening and i had to go to a modern tournament on saturday and my opponent tried to flip it and it's now against the rules like that's not a spot i really want to be in as a player i think so that was like how i felt but
0: i could see that but i could also see at the point like. At the same time, like making things more intuitive, like imagine someone who just like goes and plays at their FNMs or their, their local, like LGS, like PTQs or, or something like that. And that brand new set had just come out and someone played that combo where you do cascade into a seven man and planeswalker. You, most people who aren't like usually familiar with the rules would sit there, look at that and go, well, that can't possibly be right. Like that can't be legal. Like that can't be a thing. And now the rule is actually such where you could be like, no, that, that, that isn't a thing anymore. Nick, what, what's your thoughts on that?
2: Um, well, I think this is ending up being a pretty good debate episode because Caroline and I are are disagreeing on a lot of points. I think that it's it's like, I think that this is actually the best fix available because, um, I think that the MDFCs were more intended to work with other ways of casting both sides of things than than with an old mechanic that saw limited play in competitive format. So, something like with experimental frenzy, for example, that's a newer card that I think they may have considered when designing the, the MDFC. So you, as far as I know, you can cast both sides of a MDFC with Experimental Frenzy, and that, that part's cool. It doesn't make it broken, but that, that gives you a little bit of extra benefit. I is, that, is that true? now I'm no, no, not sure. I, I, think, I think that's accurate. But like, if you have this old mechanic that's getting in the way of you designing cool new mechanics, I think it does make sense to make that small tweak so that the problematic interaction goes away. Yes, Carol? Okay,
1: so here's my problem, Nick. You, <laughs> your, you're like, opposite side of why I'm wrong proves why I'm right. You just tried to explain a rule that is new, like, in your frame of reference, Fires of Invention printed in the last couple years. Year? I don't know.
2: Experiment, well, Experimental Frenzy, but Fires of Invention is oh, another Oh, sorry, that... you
1: said Experimental Frenzy. Yeah,
2: but it's, a, it's actually similar. Well, uh, okay, you can fine, cast it doesn't both matter. Because
1: yeah. I actually still don't know the answer. The point <laughs> is, is the modal double-faced card is so confusing that even cards that were printed in the current set or in the current standard, it, there is a conflict of when that you can cast one side versus the other. Uro is a huge example of that. Um, when it says put in a land for Uro, you cannot choose the other side. doesn't see that as a land. Um, Vivian is an example of, you know, again, same thing. You can't see the other side of the card. But then there are certain times where you can't see the other side of the card, like Mm -hmm. fires of invention, maybe. And my point is it's causing so much confusion about, about all the different rules that going back and changing an old rule to say, well, the thing that people figured out you could do, you can't do that anymore. That is going to end up in conversation where six months from now we're like, well, you can't cascade into it. Right. But you can bring to light into it. Like, It it feels very similar to when they changed the split cards to be a converted mana cost that was greater and added together. Yeah. Um, Now, technically, that one made sense, and I have had to explain it at tournaments, and I am fine explaining it because it it made sense to me. Like, it's one front of a card, so you add the mana cost together. Um, But that was confusing to people, and now with your adding modal like double face cards, people don't aren't able to separate them as two separate things in their head. Like, a split card, to a lot of people, is a double face card,
2: yeah. even though it's
1: not, right? A split card is on one front, so it's different than if it has two back. Like, the thing is, you're creating all these scenarios where people like you, who play a ton of Magic, don't know the answer. And that's the spot that I don't want to be in. And that's why I think touching an old rule like Cascade, you should just leave it, like everyone gets cascade finally <laughs>
2: don't mess it up but what do you how do you fix the how do you fix the new card? it's like you're saying that it's it, that, that's like saying oh that, i
1: have no idea this is why I'm, i can argue for yeah, free this is yeah, the but, genius of the but, internet i can just yell and have no right answer it's fantastic yeah so <laughs> my, my
2: my argument of shout <laughs> my my shouting into the void would be that that means that you are beholden to weird old interactions before you try to design new cards like it, it's it's I think that the Magic is better for having weird cards, like double-faced cards that interact weirdly with cards like bring to light, but in a non-broken way. But the moment you come up against that interaction with Cascade, where it's either you change the rule or you ban Valky and Modern, I think that on the whole, I would prefer to play with more cards rather than fewer, even though I'm happy with this 15-card ban announcement. See,
0: this is why, this is why we just need to go back. Why can't we just have more straightforward, clean mechanics like mutate?
2: How does mutate work with?
0: I have no idea. (laughs) Of the call. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea how mutate works. Every time I look at it, I get more confused.
1: I do appreciate what you're saying. And, and my argument is seriously so invalid and false because obviously I'm just shouting here being like, oh, you should change the other rules. What rules? I have no idea. So. It's totally fine it's a good fix it's just we're getting to a spot it's it's just a lot magic it's just a lot yeah okay?
2: I, I i agree my with my poor you. I, brain I, I, is getting a little overwhelmed <laughs> i absolutely agree with you and there are so many tracking issues now that they brought up with nice. these with adventures <laughs> with double-faced cards with things that, that you cast things from multiple zones with things that double your mana but in different ways like like yeah yeah so so it, like i I, I agree that it's a tough spot for players, and this ban announcement kind of highlights how tough a spot it is, but but it's just they have to think of something. and i I don't know that there's a a more elegant solution, but i I do enjoy talking about it and and also criticizing I do love- wizards, yeah.
1: Well, I love that you're the the optimistic and I'm the pessimistic person, but that hasn't always been the case on this podcast, at least. Yeah. I don't really understand where I took over the pessimist role, but here we are. <laughs> I, think it's just,
0: I think it's just for the most part when I look at like, okay, we're going to make, well, okay, we're releasing a secret lair, but it's got Earl in it. Wait a minute, didn't? Didn't they say they are probably going to ban her? What do we do about that?
2: Let's not talk about secret layers because I have... Well, I mean, what
0: I'm saying is that it's like, you're basically all of Magic is just one big Rube Goldberg machine that's just working in different ways and they're just trying to like patch stuff where they, oh, we got to get this in here. We're going to put this here. Wait, We forgot about this thing. We're just going to stick it out here, whatever it is. And here you go. This is your new rule change.
1: Speaking of things we forgot about, we should try and wrap up this segment. So I will say that there are more, I cannot believe it, but there are more bannings, uh, in specifically Legacy. I'm just going to fire through them, and we can share like a really quick Legacy thought from each other, but uh, we have Arkham's Astrolab is banned, Dreadhorde Arcanus is banned, and Oko, not Uro, that's confusing, I know, but Oko, Thief of Crowns, is finally unprinted. (laughs) It took a while to unprint Oko, but here we are. Um, So, the biggest thing for me really quickly is this is a format changing banning for legacy. Like it's only three cards, but those are some serious, serious heavy impacts on the format in legacy. And I'm really excited to let them sort it out. And by them being the legacy players? Um, and let me know when it's safe to bring my goblins back. So anyone as else? The, as the,
0: well, as the most seasoned, uh, legacy and vintage player on this podcast, um, I have no idea what's going on. Nick, to you.
1: Nick has won a Legacy Tournament. and Yeah, I,
2: I've it, won the only Legacy Tournament I've ever played. Yep. It was yeah. very
1: impactful on me, too, because he knocked me out of fourth place. Oh, my
2: God. I also was, playing, <laughs> I was, I was also playing an eventually banned deck. Well, nerfed okay, deck you know. in that tournament. So, uh, I, I don't know. I think that these... Uh, the, the o- I like pr- unprinting Oko. I like unprinting Arkham's Astrolabe in the formats that, that they were legal in. Dreadhorde Arcanist is very interesting because it's a 1-3 creature for 2, but it interacts so favorably with all of the best legacy spells that I think that... Well, Let, let me go over the announcement very quickly. Like, this, is, this encapsulates my thought pretty well. They, they, they basically banned Dreadhorde Arcanist because of community sentiment. And, if, and I think that one if you wanted to talk about this more, is that like, ultimately the community sentiment we've heard is that Dreadhought Arcanist makes gameplay revolve around it too early in the game and that too many games come down to whether an opponent can immediately remove it. They're literally saying that too many people complained about Dreadhought Arcanist for it to continue being legal in the format. I find that interesting.
0: Yeah, that's. It, the, the, I think that's the one... Big thing that I saw from this is that is uh, the as you got to more if you got to older sets set, sets where or formats where older sets are all being played those eternal formats you started to see it's like oh we're banning this why people said it wasn't fun oh like that that if I'm not mistaken really wasn't a thing for the most part unless it was like hugely problematic in a way to play the game it was we're making bans because of power level and and usually. That's it. And now we're seeing on the list of all of these bands, we're seeing them go, oh, we're also banning this to kind of shake things up a little bit too.
1: Yeah. I will say like, have you, the Sensei's, sensei's divine Top Band wasn't exactly a power level thing. Like- Mm-hmm. People literally submitted tattoos of saying, like, ban Sensei's Divining Top. <laughs> <laughs> sensei's
0: Dividing Top was the original Cauldron Familiar. That's right. I, yeah, so
1: I This is not a new space that we're in, but I will say the thing that I find interesting about Legacy getting these, like, feeling bans, like, uh, strong feelings against the card bans, uh, it, it gets played at such a slower rate. Um, so that's, it's quite interesting to me when it does happen. And I've heard the Arcanist plan to, you know, it sucks and all that for a long time. So. Pretty interesting to see how that affects the format. To, in one of my group chats, someone referred to it as the red dark confidant, which was really a bit of a stretch for me. I, did, I didn't yeah, really, yeah, because yeah, because really it's so much better than one, dark confidant. It is much better than dark confidant. But anyway, uh, should we talk about vintage?
2: I think so.
0: With vintage, the basically what happened was that they came back and said, "Oh yeah, and uh, vintage, we have a new announcement there." And Lurus of the Dream Den is now unbanned, which was essentially them saying like, oh yeah, no, we had to ban Luris because well, companion was maybe one of the biggest design mistakes we've ever made. And then we fixed the glitch, but then Luris was basically, was, was like the kid after soccer practice who didn't get picked up. Like it was just sitting there being like, hey guy, anyone? No. Okay. And it seems like this one is like, oh, oh, we forgot about Luris. Oh, we have to go back. And that's what they did. They unbanned Loris of the Dream Den and said, Hey, you can come back to vintage now that we fixed that rule.
1: I love it. That's great.
0: That's that's I always try to like form format my explanations of bannings in the in that type of way. And that's kind of that's it. That's the rundown of the bans and restrictions. There's a lot going on, but I know the the one thing that we'll gain from this is that, okay, well, they basically just like scorched earth a lot of formats right now. So at the very least that's going to leave a a lot of room for other decks to show up and uh, a lot of formats to change and shift. And we'll kind of get to see some, some new life breathed into many, many different formats. Uh, from historic all the way down to vintage. And I know we're all kind of really excited to see what's going to happen in the next you know days, weeks, months in those formats as we see what will shake up, what will happen there. Whether or not we'll be in playing some of those spots or playing some of those formats, that remains to be seen. But if we are playing in any of those formats, we're always going to try and get better at the game. And when we try to get better at the game, occasionally you can find us doing it at random places across the internet. So that's why I want to know is what you are doing to get better at the game and where can people find you doing it. Nick, let's start with you
2: um i i am planning to just dip my toes into all of the formats affected by bands well not all of them i, I mean i don't think i'm gonna play vintage or legacy uh but i do plan on trying to find my feet uh without net decking too much in modern pioneer and historic and i think it'll be an interesting exercise in in like my card evaluation skills um it's not off to a great start i've been like trying to force this gruel Embercleave deck with eight elves and heart of Kiran. I know that sounds like an unbeatable combination. I don't know why like that wouldn't be <laughs> winning, but there you go. Uh, I'm going to be trying to improve my my deck-building skills this week.
0: And where can they find you doing it?
2: Oh, yeah, at Inxtrad MTG on Twitter. Awesome. Caroline, how about
0: you?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. This week, I will say there's a lot of tournaments that we talked about in the news segment, um, some of which appeal to me. I like the arena opens. Uh, not sure I'll do as many runs as I have in the past like for Constructed I've kind of done an unlimited amount in day one uh, I'm not sure how I feel that for Sealed so it might be kind of a one and done situation uh, and then for Sunday yeah there's some things the Modern's interesting uh, SCG PTQs we'll see I don't know I always say I'm off Magic and then like I spend my weekend playing Magic so I it's it's tough at the moment but I can tell you that you can find me playing things uh, on my Twitch. No, I don't like it. This is totally different than my spiel. Hold on. I need to do my spiel. You can find me on Twitter at linguini. You can find me on Instagram at the linguini, And you can find me on Twitch.tv slash TheMightyLinguini. I always stream on Wednesdays and Saturdays. I always have a magic guest, but we don't always play magic, especially nowadays.
0: Awesome. Of course, uh, for me, what I'm doing to get better at Magic the Gathering, I'm going to check out my investment portfolio after I bought out all those Okos just uh, a few months ago. You know, I'm really thinking that card price is going to spike oh, no. at some
1: point. That's what I'll, <laughs> that's that's what I'll be doing. Timing
0: that's what i'm going to be doing in the world of kaldheim and then folks can always find me talking about it on twitter at brasky 1142 and you might find me on twitch one of these days of course at twitch.tv slash brasky 1142 and don't forget to let us know your opinions on all things kaldheim and everything in the world of magic the gathering by tweeting at us at Gaming s-w-a-g-o-i gaming make sure to leave us some type of review on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy fam friends and magic on and you can check out more about Swagoy gaming at swigoi.com learn about all of our esports teams including valorant hearthstone magic the gathering and our content creation team as well and it has been a wonderful episode of fam friends and magic we thank you friends for listening and we will see you next week bye
1: bye